1: is yours, yours.
0: are our shepherd. We shall not want. You make us sit down in the sanctuary and to drink coffee and eat cookies, and you bring rest to our souls. You set a table before us and before our enemies, and though we are confused, our cup overflows. Surely, your goodness and your mercy follows us every day of our lives, and we get to dwell with you our whole lives long. Amen. Amen.
1: Christ alone who took on
0: Jesus has this habit of pouring out grace all over the place on people in situations where we think that it's warranted and often on people and in situations where we think it is not deserved. Jesus pours out grace on each of us. So knowing that we are all in need of his forgiveness, let us pray together the prayer of admission in your program. Jesus, we admit we don't always know how to describe you. Titles like Savior, Lord, and Messiah are complex to unpack. Friend doesn't quite seem enough. Forgive us as we struggle to know you, to talk about you, and to follow you. God's mercy is new every morning. Beloved, receive the good news of the gospel. In Jesus, we are forgiven, which means we get to live at peace. Thanks be to God. Amen. I hope you found one when you came in, although I heard they were popular at the first service, but we have um, paper calendars with the month of August and September. There's one with like general events for everyone, and then there's so much happening with our youth and tiny theologian that. tiny theologians that they have their own separate paper calendar. So um, hopefully you can find one of those. And we do want to make sure everybody knows this Thursday, um, I'm going to make a fool of myself for you at the Fireflies game. Um, And Admiral Radio, some of our musicians are singing the national anthem and Abigail has organized stuff for the youth and the tiny theologians. So it's open to everybody in the church to come. You can get your ticket. There's a QR code in your program and on the calendar. Um, And it'll just be a good time to kind of reconnect and kick off the fall. Our scripture reading comes from the gospel according to Matthew. You can find it in your program, chapter 16, verses 13 through 20. Listen now for God's word for you. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, He asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. The title of today's message is a question. Who do you say that I am? You know that moment when you're at a party and you're talking to a friend and somebody comes up that you don't know, but it's obvious that your friend knows them? Well, your friend introduces you, right? And it's rarely just a, this is Dawn. There's always something else that comes after, like a tagline or something. This is Dawn, my preacher. Or this is Dawn, we go to the same gym. Something to show the relationship, how we belong to one another. And it's generally speaking, uh, just a throwaway statement. You know? You're not trying to start a new conversation. You're just thinking about the first thing that comes to mind that connects us to one another. Most of the time, we don't think too much about it. It's just casual conversation. And yet, in this dialogue between Jesus and his disciples, it matters. It matters to Jesus what we're saying about him. So Jesus, he begins this Q&A with his disciples with an easy ball of a question. He says, who do people say that I am? It's like Jesus is saying, spill the tea. What are people saying around town? And the disciples, they don't have any problem answering that, they roll off several answers, probably lots of people talking at the same time. John the Baptist, one of the prophets, Elijah, Jeremiah, Notice all these people, they're biblical characters, and they are people who have performed miracles and who have spoken or taught with authority, key characteristics of the Son of Man. Also notice no one mentions Jesus. Even though Jesus has referred to himself as the Son of Man among them, nobody mentions Jesus. And so Jesus, he takes it one step further, and he says, who do you? say that I am. Whoo, y'all, Jesus is getting personal this morning. I imagine when Jesus asked that question, it got quiet, like you could hear a pin drop. And everybody's kind of considering their response. It had to be quiet in order for us to know who is the single voice that is courageous enough to respond, Peter, and he says, You, Jesus, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Who do you say that I am? I think it was T.S. Eliot who says, every now and again, life drops an unavoidable question at your door. Well, this is an unavoidable question for Jesus. Who do you say that I am? Earlier this week, I was hanging out with a church member, drinking a choice beverage. And about an hour into our conversation, this is um, just a warning to you not to have more than an hour conversation with me if you don't want this question, okay? So fair warning. About an hour into the conversation, I looked at him and I said, why Jesus for you? Why? And he got quiet. For a while, I could tell the other people at the bar were just kind of eavesdropping a little bit, you know? And I have to say that his pause, his extended pause, made me even more curious about what he was going to say. It made me lean in a little more. And when he did reply, he said this He said, He's my constant, Jesus is my constant. And he referred to uh, some of the experiences he had had as a child. And he said, you know, in the good or the bad, whatever life threw at me, Jesus was my constant. I like that response. It's profound and simple. And it fits for me, maybe it fits for you too. Jesus is my constant. Think about it, when you face a lawsuit, or when you're headed toward a divorce, Jesus is your constant. Or if you're about to start a new year, a new school year, or you're about to make some big decision in your life, Jesus is your constant. For anything that feels big for you right now, maybe you're about to join a sorority or fraternity, Jesus is your constant. Jesus wants to make sure in this scripture passage that all of us, all of Jesus' disciples know that he is our constant. We can count on him. My son is headed into kindergarten this week. Y'all pray for me more than him, okay? And his preschool teachers, they sent him home with this book called The Kissing Hand. Has anybody ever heard of this book before, The Kissing Hand? It's about a a kid raccoon who's about to head into school and they're feeling some kind of way, you know, nervous, had a really great summer at home, doesn't want to leave their mama. And so the mama raccoon takes the, the kid raccoon's hand and opens it up and kisses the middle of the palm. And then the mama closes the hand back up and it says, and said to the the baby uh, raccoon, this means that you've got mama with you all the time. Mama's love is right here in this hand. Whenever you get scared or lonely, you just open it back up, put it on your cheek, and you'll know that I am with you. It's a really cute book, and at the end, the kid raccoon opens up the mama's hand and kisses. Y'all, I'm definitely sobbing by this point (laughs) reading this book opens up the mama's hand kisses it and says my mama now you've got me too anytime you get lonely or you miss me you just hold your palm to your face and think of me this is what jesus is after when he asks his disciples who do you say that i am he wants us to know that he's our constant and look jesus knows what's about to go down Jesus can see ahead into Jerusalem. Jesus knows that his disciples are about to see him suffer public humiliation and that he will end up dying on a cross before their very eyes. They don't know it yet, but Jesus does. And so Peter, Peter answers the question correctly, but he doesn't fully understand it yet. He can't. When Peter responds, Messiah, you are the Messiah. Peter is referring to the anointed one. The Jewish people believed there would be a chosen one who would come and free them from the oppressive foreign government in the city and would establish their nation as the center of all glory and honor. They expected to be rewarded for their loyalty to him, to receive positions of honor beside him. So Peter, he expected this meant Jesus would overthrow the government and that Peter would be given a seat of authority with him. That's what Messiah means. And then son of God was actually a really common title among um, ancient rulers. Ancient rulers would refer to themselves as the son of God to demonstrate their majesty and their connection to the gods. But what sets Jesus apart is that he doesn't assume those titles in order to lord them over anyone else. He doesn't have his eye on overthrowing the city capital. He has his eye on our hearts. Y'all remember when Jesus was born, before he was born, an angel visited his mother Mary and said that he would be the son of the Most High. And then he was born, not in a palace, but in an humble, lowly stable far away from the creature comforts of his mother's home. Well, then Jesus grows up and he fulfills this prophecy. He begins to speak with divine authority. He's able to heal attributes of the son of God. And then at his baptism, he was sent away into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. And the devil uses this title, son of God, to trap him. The devil says, if you are the son of God, turn this stone into bread. Jesus doesn't do it. If you are the son of God, throw yourself off this cliff and save yourself. Jesus doesn't do it. He refuses to show his divine power for his own sake. He's after our hearts. He wants us to know that he is our constant, that we belong to him. Makes me think of this story that I learned in Haiti. A friend of mine said, you know, Don, in America, you all um, farm your sheep. You have farmers, and they're really good at building fences. So you build up fences, and then you put your sheep there so that the farmer can multitask. They can go attend to other things. But in ancient Israel, that's not so. They don't do farmers and fences. The sheep have a shepherd, and the shepherd stays with the sheep. The shepherds are the constant all day and all night. The sheep would roam from one place to another and the shepherd would stay with them. And some of the sheep, they would wander far off and the shepherd would go look for them. You see, Jesus is the Messiah, but he acts more like a shepherd than he does a king. He takes the lowly position of being with us, his sheep, and he doesn't build fences that keep some people in and others out. No, he roams with us, giving us the free will to stay as close as we want or as far as we choose. You see, Peter thinks that his declaration that Jesus is the Messiah means that Jesus is gonna be on earth for longer, that he will be our constant on earth and Jesus moves way beyond. Jesus is our constant on earth and in death and in life after death. And Peter doesn't belong to Jesus as a servant on, of the earthly king. Peter belongs to Jesus as a follower of the risen Christ who leads us beyond fear of death into eternal life. Reformed theologian Shirley Guthrie puts it this way. He says, when Jesus died, a dream died in the hearts of his followers. Jesus was a failure in most lights. He did not defeat his enemies, his enemies defeated him. He didn't free his nation. He was executed as another unsuccessful revolutionary. Following him meant you're a loser, not a winner. Only after Easter and their experience of the present presence of the risen Christ, did the first followers of Jesus begin, begin to understand that death, his death, was good news and not just tragedy. It's like when the criminal is hanging on the cross to the side of Jesus and he says, truly you are the son of God. He's not saying that for entry into some powerful Christian club. He knows that siding himself with Jesus doesn't give him any more honor or life than anyone else. We say it because it reflects who is Lord of our hearts. Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, the constant for us. I was flipping through the Episcopalian Book of Common Prayer this week, and there's this really beautiful prayer that begins in this way. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross so that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. No fences. The shepherd, the constant with us. And those outstretched arms of Jesus on the cross, it's the open embrace. No matter where you are today, no matter what way you're facing, no matter where you are headed, Jesus is your constant, your kissing hand, our Messiah, the Son of God. Don't forget it. Amen.
1: on frozen ponds in the summertime when the water's gone diagonal lines in their rolled out lawns and the sage always smells so pretty but nobody cares where the birds have gone when the rain comes down on Babylon the stonemason's phone rings all day long and you gotta get back to the city I'll build my house up on this rough baby every day. Everything we eat 747 falling out of the sky I folded them crooked Now I'm wondering why I could always end up in the water But nobody's asking Why she's looking so thin Why she's laughing too hard Or why she's drinking again A falling star She's a paper plane She was going down when you caught her I'll build my house up on this rough baby Every day with you There's nothing in that town I need After everything we have It's an earthquake. It's a harder wind. It's a record-breaking tide and it is rolling in. It's a big sea, but it can't touch you and me. It's just a water view.
0: let us pray. Jesus, you are our Messiah, the son of the living God. May these words find a home in our hearts. May we choose you as our constant, the shepherd we follow. We pray this day for your people, all of your people, for those who are in pain today, for those trapped in anxiety and worry, for those who wish for more for those starting new school years and new jobs and new relationships. Lord, we pray for those who are in a rut, bored, without passion or drive. Lord, you meet us wherever we are and you lead us forward. Hear us now as we pray the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us stand now and affirm what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. What do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This one's call and response, and I'm all alone up here, so y'all feel free to sing along.
1: Glory, glory, My burden down. Glory, glory, hallelujah, as I lay my burden down. I'm going home to live with Jesus as I lay my burden down. To live with Jesus as I lay my burden down. Oh, glory, glory. Hallelujah. As I lay my burden down. Oh, glory. Since I laid my burdens down, no friends don't treat me like they used to. Since I laid my burdens down, yes, glory, glory, hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah, since I laid my burden down. One more time. Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah, since I laid my burden down. Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah.
0: I just gotta say thank you to our musicians. We had a sick musician this morning pop in our um, text box, text messages at like 4.45 this morning and y'all couldn't tell, could you? It was so good, thank y'all, thank you. Jesus is our constant, don't you forget it. So as you go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the interruption of the Holy Spirit may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.